Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Station 007 Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzapple. Alongside of me, you know him, you love him. Just look at him. Look at me. He's the Grand Machismo. The big cheese. The head honch. Head honcho. What the hell's the head honch? Cutting it short. Fair. George Rogers. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's show. Doing something a little different this week. We're going to be reviewing a non-James Bond movie. Only maybe a handful of these are going to happen. Not, you know, the first two Austin Powers. I have no desire to do the third one. Um, maybe the first Mission Impossible. Actually, we do the first and the sixth. Because the sixth kind of coincides with, like, Skyfall and Spectre. Because they're definitely playing off each other. But, and then, of course, we'll do uh, The Man from Uncle. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um... Before we jump into this real fast, uh, we let our the other audience of the podcast know um, we are in the process of starting a singular conglomerate pop culture YouTube channel where you'll be able to listen to this podcast on. It's not leaving iTunes or Anchor or wherever you listen, you listen to it already. However, it'll be backlogged on that YouTube page. Um, looking to get that up probably roughly three weeks the goal is basically just need a name. If you really think about it. We're just playing around with names. Yeah. Uh, the YouTube channel is going to have this. It's going to be in its own playlist. And they won't go up on the YouTube channel on Sundays. They'll probably go like midweek whenever I get around to uploading them. Um, they'll be in their own playlist. All of them will be backlogged. Uh, Multiverse Movie Podcast will be up there. Do comic book reviews. Maybe even some book reviews. Game reviews. Food reviews. Whatever. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, but that does lead me to something that I was going to do. I've been talking about doing for a few months now, I feel like. Uh, the Station 007 Reading Club. Oh, yeah, the Reading Club that you said you were going to do like two months ago? So, that's going to be a book review on the YouTube channel. On its own section on the YouTube channel. Because last week, I started to record myself reading the first chapter of Moonraker. And I got about a third of the way in. I was like, I'm not doing this. And then you realized you couldn't read. Yeah. No, but I realized that I just I wasn't having any fun just reading this out loud because I'm not like somebody who sits down, I'll just read a chapter at a time. I'll read like two, three pages, take a break for like, you know, a little bit, go back, read a couple more pages. That's how I read. I'll, I'll end up reading like three chapters in a day. I'm, I'm like a fast reader, but I can't like sit down and read all day. You know what I mean? But I like to kind of just break it up and stuff like that. Plus my mind is in like comic book mode right now. So reading a traditional style novel my brain's not like really activated but i realized i wasn't having any fun doing it and i probably really wouldn't be that fun for you guys either so but what we'll do is we'll launch station number station 007 reading club club on the the youtube channel as its own playlist and you can listen to us review or me or whoever fucking ian fleming himself whatever uh my dog whoever decides to do these book reviews fleming is dead (laughs) then cross him off (laughs) <laughs> but whatever we decide to do, but that'll be it. That'll be a playlist under the YouTube channel. So, um, and, uh, that's, that's where we'll go with that. But, um, and we're looking forward to doing that kind of having this conglomerate, like I said, the centralized pop culture YouTube channel. Um, but again, the podcast will always be up. We'll always be doing this podcast. Um, unless we completely run out of fucking material and they decide to not do the franchise anymore. I don't know what we were talking about if they stopped doing Bond, but I plan on continuing to do this. This mm-hmm. is the this is the main this, to me. This is the number one show for us. Yeah. You know, I love doing the Multiverse Movie Podcast, but this this podcast, I, I love the Bond podcast, and I love the community, and I love everybody we interact with. So, mm-hmm. um, 
that's just some behind the scenes stuff like that. So soon you'll be able to listen to it on YouTube. If it's easier for you, you might find it easier to listen to it on YouTube and, and pause and go back and, and stuff like that. I don't know, you know. Plus on YouTube, we'll be able to, once No Time to Die comes out, we'll be able to give... An initial reaction. An initial reaction. Yes. As yes. opposed to like... You know, wait until Sunday. Okay, yeah, yeah, which you're still like going to get that. Yeah. You're still going to get the, the review that Sunday from No Time to Die. But like, as we're leaving the theater, we could drop a 10-minute video... Of what we think of the movie, just an initial reaction. Spoiler filled. Just well, you, know, you know, Bruce Willis has been dead the whole yeah. time. Well, let's say right now, the movie review for it is going to be spoiler filled. I would say the initial reaction probably won't be. No, we'll no, give no, people no. the benefit of the doubt, but Sunday, be prepared. <laughs> Fucking getting ruined for you. <laughs> be uh, was it? Be prepared. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Scar. Thank you. <laughs> so. To tell a different. Yeah. What? Oh, did he do the uh, voice he was in the cool. live action? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, didn't, I didn't bother. Live action? Oh, yeah. Sorry. You know what I mean. It's not the animated movie. No, it's not. Yeah. It's the CG, but it's still a form of anime. Yeah, that's People true. People are like, oh, the live action Lion King. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm just so used to calling all those, those poor Disney remakes live action. So. But we're not here to talk about Disney. Emphasis on poor. But yeah, we're not here to talk about Disney. We're here really? to talk about James Bond. Actually, we're not even here to talk about James Bond today. We're going to talk about, talk Austin, about Austin Powers. Powers. Uh, Austin Powers. Which, if there was no James Bond, we wouldn't have Austin Powers. It's true, so... I mean, this is... Austin Powers is one giant love letter to the James Bond franchise. It's true. It's true. And it's... It's definitely one of our favorite... It's my second favorite comedy I mean, of all time. The first movie is your favorite... Is your second favorite comedy of all mm-hmm. time. I like... I enjoy the franchise. Goldmember isn't great, but it has some funny... I'll watch it. has it. some funny moments. Yeah, I'll watch it. I just I just don't like Beyonce. I don't either. And bringing back Mini Me, it's like oh, you've gone a little. You know, Who? Mini Me. Oh yeah, I was uh, over Mini Me in the second movie. Yeah, and the there's a, they <clears throat> had him doing the hard knock life. Stupid. Yeah, I didn't. Stupid. Yeah, there's parts of the movie I really. Just yeah, don't there are like. parts of the second movie I'm not a fan of, but, but I do enjoy part, the second one a lot. The though, first which, movie there, it's just it's perfect. It's yeah. it's like quip after quip. It's perfect. It's 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 sharp writing. It's mm-hmm. You know, they, the references. I know. I know. I was going to write down every reference to James Bond that came across, but I just I couldn't. Yeah, we'll talk. About I was it. so I talk. was so involved with watching the movie that I always write down notes, and I didn't even get. I didn't even get through a lot of my notes because it, 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 the, the movie just sucks me in so much. Yeah, it does. It's hard. It's really hard. Definitely to, does. Definitely does. Yeah. So do you? Um, when did you see this for the first time? Did you catch this? In uh, I didn't see it in out? theaters. I know that. <clears throat> so I was ten when this movie came out. I probably saw it when it was released on home video. I know I've definitely seen this. Yeah, I was probably a home video release. You know, I probably came out on home video late 97, early 98. Because mm-hmm. obviously that was back when home video was a six-month wait, you know? Yeah, man. So, <clears throat> um, I actually saw The Spy Who Shagged Me first did before you? I saw this. And I actually remember. The first time I saw The Spy Who Shagged Me, I know we'll get to it when I saw it. I saw it. It was New Year's Eve, uh, 1999. That was when I they, that was the first time I saw the Spider Shack. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so that was my introduction to, to Austin Powers, and then of course through subsequent uh, movie rentals and, and and DVD release, I I saw the first one, and Goldmember. I didn't. I can't remember if I saw Goldmember in theaters. I want to say I did, but I honestly do not remember. Mm-hmm. Who can who can keep track these days? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should we, uh, you want to jump right in here? Yeah, or? let's let's jump right into it. 
Austin Powers, The International, International Man, Man of Mystery. Released May 2nd, 1997. Yeah, I was 10. On a budget of $16.5 million with a box office intake of $67.7 million. Directed by Jay Roach. Written by Mike Myers. Music by George S. Clinton. Starring Mike Myers, Elizabeth Hurley, Michael York, Mimi Rogers, Robert Wagner, and Mindy Sterling. And Seth Green. Oh, yes. Seth Green. I'd have to get to write him down. I'm surprised you forgot where Seth Green down. Completely forgot. In 1967, British spy Austin Powers forwards an assassination attempt by his nemesis, Dr. Evil, in a London nightclub. Dr. Evil escapes in a space rocket and cryogenically freezes himself. Powers volunteers to be placed in cryostasis in case Dr. Evil returns in the future. That whole opening part of the movie, like we said yesterday, that you, that in your mind, you hope that that's what London was actually like in the 60s. Yeah, just flash mobs like, everywhere. Yeah, just like the, the electric pussycat psychedelic mm-hmm. swingers club, you know, incense peppermints and all sorts of uh, Andy Warhol painting women on floors. Like, it's... Like, we, we know it's an exaggerated... Wow. Exa- so I'm reading something. There's something on the Wikipedia page. Okay. Before we talk about this. I just saw... Daniel Craig, obviously our current James Bond, mm-hmm. uh, since 2006, credited Austin Powers with the relatively serious tone that the later Bond films took. We had to destroy the myth because James, because Mike Myers fucked us. Craig said in 2014 interview, making it impossible to do gags of the earlier Bond films, which Austin Powers satirized. All right. But then you made fucking uh, Blofeld and Bond brothers. Yeah. Which you took from Gold. Which you took from Goldmember. Yeah. But uh, but to be fair, he he's right though. Because if you see what, if you really look at the way that the Brosnan films were going, you could like you could just look at Die Another Day. I mean, yeah. it's obvious. That's the only thing they could have done was to strip it back down to what they did with Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I just read that and I was like, yeah, that's that's true. And I'm sure that was talks behind the scenes, too. Like, what what have we done to this franchise? (laughs) Ice Palace? (laughs) Fucking genetic therapy? Time to defy gravity. (laughs) No. Time to meet gravity. Or whatever the fuck. It's time to defy gravity. Oh. Then what does Bond say? Oh, time to face gravity. I'm sorry. Time to face gravity. Yeah. I thought, was t- I thought it was like time to face your destiny. There's none of his gravity. Yeah, and then he hits the button, he gets electrocuted, and he's like, <laughs> whatever, fuck Dying Our Day. Stupid. Even though we're reviewing it next week. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, no. all right, where were we? We're talking about the o- the, the, the opening scene. Right. And then I, I, and then that fucking flash mob. I love like, it. That like, is like, so good, man. It's, That's so It's fucking ridiculous, man. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. It's, it absolutely is one of the best cold opens to a movie yeah. in the history of cinema I, I love, love the, it I love the front flip that he does into the uh, into his car into the Shagwar mm-hmm. I think when he goes back to it later and he hits his nuts on the, uh, yeah, yeah, on, the, the on the shifter oh man it's just it's good it's amazing it's just it's hilarious and that song is iconic yeah that Austin Powers theme oh yeah that's that's just as iconic as the James Bond theme in my uh, if you want my honest opinion I wouldn't go that far but I will say it is 
30 years later in 1997, Dr. Evil returns to discover his henchman, Number 2, has developed Virtucon, the legitimate front of Evil's empire, into a multi-billion dollar enterprise. Uninterested in business, Dr. Evil conspires to steal nuclear weapons and hold the world hostage for $1 million. He increases his demand to $100 billion when he learns that the value of the dollar has fallen due to inflation. Dr. Evil also learns that during his absence, his associates have artificially created his son, Scott Evil, using his frozen semen. Now a Generation X teenager, Scott is resentful of his father's absence and resists his attempts to get closer to him. So that whole everything with um, with Dr. Evil and you know having the having the his lair set up with the chairs around the table and having the buttons to wipe them all out. I mean that's that's straight from um oh my god Thunderball and you're Thunderball. Twice. And you're yeah, twice. And you're twice. Where he's just where you just take people out, but he's just wiping them all out and out of just anger. Mm-hmm. And you know number two is clearly you know uh, a tribute Marco. to Largo. Um Frau Farbissina is a tribute to Rosa Klebb. Obviously, it's fantastic. It's, so Dana Carvey feel, felt that Mike Myers copied his his impression of Laura Michaels for the Doctor Evil character. I heard that. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that. It yeah. breaks my heart to know that those guys actually weren't friends. Yeah, it's does hurt. Also, in that in that cold opening, well, I, I, I guess you can call it a cold opening or just opening. Yeah. When, you know, that, Susanna Hoffs was in Ming T, the good. fake band. Good. <laughs> <laughs> The man disguised as a woman. It's like that's not that's not a woman. That's <laughs> a man, man. Ridiculous. Like that's that's right out of Thunderball mm-hmm. with uh, mm-hmm. Colonel Bouvard. Yeah. But when he's sitting there and he's and, and Doctor was pitching the ideas, it's like it's like I have a plan. It's called blackmail. We're gonna make it seem as though uh, Prince Charles had an affair with Princess Diana, and uh, let's see, pay us a hefty ransom. It's like <clears throat> Prince Charles did have an affair. He admitted it, and they're now divorced. And he's like, "Shit, shit. You know, these are things." Just hijack some nuclear missiles and hold the world for ransom. Let's just do what we always do. <laughs> oh shit! Let's just do what we always do. Hijack some nuclear weapons, hold the world. Yeah, okay, okay, good. Always going to say, "I'm the boss." Cindy Margolis. Need the info. What you, I, that's a name I haven't heard from. She was the Fembots. She was one of the Fembots. Yeah, 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 but that's a name I haven't heard of since this movie. That's a movie. <laughs> that's a name I haven't heard of since 1999. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the boss. Need the info. And this guy, that, that fucking macarena that he does, ridiculous. <laughs> it's like well, I'm looking at me like a freaking Frankenstein. Give your father, father. H- hog, hog, hog. God, fantastic. Having learned of Doctor Evil's return, the British Ministry of Defense unfreezes powers, acclimatizing him to the 1990s with the help of Agent Vanessa Kensington. Mrs. Kensington. <laughs> no, Austin. Mrs. Kensington is long since retired. You'll be working with her daughter, Miss Kensington. <laughs> the daughter of his 1960 psychic, Mrs. Kensington. Posing as a married couple, Powers and Kensington trek number two to Las Vegas and meet his Italian secretary, Alada Fachina. Powers. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Alada Fachina. <laughs> Powers infiltrates Fachina's penthouse suite and discovers Dr. Evil's plans to drill a nuclear warhead into the Earth's core and trigger volcanic eruptions worldwide. Fachina discovers powers and seduces him to learn his identity. 
Dr. Evil and his entourage conspired to defeat powers by creating a series of fembots, beautiful female androids equipped with guns concealed in their breasts. Mm-hmm. He does look... He, he once was a girl named Vagina. Thanks. Vagina. Yeah, all right. <laughs> the, <laughs> Dr. Evil does enjoy girls of those caliber. Of course, he's referring to the size of their gun barrels and the quality of their character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, uh... The unfreezing scene is fantastic. It's hilarious. Yeah. It co- co- clearly took from Demolition Man. Yeah. <laughs> Where did the thing go when they lowered him down into the lawn? I don't know. I was going to ask that. It, did it just disappear? Pretty much. <laughs> it's a Spielberg thing. I guess, yeah. Kind of like when the arm that was turning the eggs disappeared when the egg was hatching in Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> the, um... Him getting all of his, uh, all of his personal supplies... It's such a great scene. <laughs> this sort of thing is my bag. Baby. <laughs> One Swedish made penis and larger pump. <laughs> That's not mine. <laughs> One record album. Bert Backrack plays his hits. Hello, Bert. How are you, boys? <laughs> One uh, Italian made leather boot. Oh, there they are. Uh, buongiorno, boys. <laughs> One medallion. The One silver medallion <laughs> with the male, male symbol. symbol. Oh, there it is. <laughs> It says here, Danger Powers. No, no. Danger's my middle name. What? Fucking fancy. So, it's actually fancy that you brought that up. So, on the official website of the Ministry of Justice, revealed that every week they have at least one person who wants to change their middle name to Danger, claiming that it was inspired by the line in the, in the movie, Danger is my middle name. <laughs> I hope that's still real. Fucking please. You know why? Uh, let's look it up. Let's look it up why we talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking. Everything with the, with the penis pump is great because he just keeps. He gives a food and it's like, oh, one credit card receipt for a Swedish made larger pump. It's like, oh, this sort of thing is even my bag. One book, Swedish larger pumps than me. This sort of thing is my bag, baby. What kind of ridiculous Bye. book is that, though? Yeah. Why is it so thick? How much is being written about that book? <laughs> yeah. I assume it would have been like a pamphlet. Fucking <laughs> God. And uh, the jumbo jet. I'm a jumbo jet. Like, it's so ridiculously. Yeah. Like, the jumbo jet was designed by somebody born in the 90s trying to describe the 60s as somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah, a, that's, that's exactly what, yeah. what it is. It's what people in the 90s thought the 60s looked like. But nobody lived through the 60s, apparently. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Elizabeth Hurley. What happened to her? She's still around? She's still doing things? Do you know? No? I'm not sure. I can't find Probably. it. Actually, yeah, I think she was supposed to... She, she was, still looks great, though. She does. I, I mean, I said I wanted to have her in a, in my what-if if I had power over Bond 26. Yeah. I would have loved... She'd be fantastic, actually, for because she's a decent actress. She still looks amazing. Oh, I fell over. Oh, I fell over again. That's where I got it from. Danny's High Heels. <laughs> he That's even, not where I got that from. I don't remember yeah, where I said he it. he doesn't say Danny's High Heels. No, I don't remember like, where I got I, that from. I watched... Well, I was, I was listening to see if he actually yeah. said it, and he doesn't. So. No, I can't remember where I got that from. I don't know where from. you got that from. Oh, Danny's High Heels. Maybe it's just because you wear high heels. That's it. And you're trying to figure it out. The... Everything in the casino, which... How how often do we fucking... Oh, no, it's from Wayne's World, too. It's when he's doing the same gimmick with Cassandra in Wayne's World 2. 
and he's like, oh, damn these high heels, and he fall, falls over on her in the bed. Oh, yeah. That's where it got... Or does, close enough. Yeah. You know, close enough to, to fucking... Uh, to, uh... To Austin Powers. Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, that casino scene with the blackjack table. How often do we quote that on a regular basis? Where it's like, five. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Spoiler, favorite part of the movie. Because I die laughing every time it comes up. Number two hits on 17 because he lives dangerously. He also and he has sees the x-ray, in the x-ray eye patch. <laughs> Austin stays at five because he also shows people to live dangerously. Fucking ridiculous. Also, for any Seinfeld fans, the blackjack dealer is the soup Nazi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Allow myself to introduce myself. Myself. Oh my god. It's, and they, you know, poking fun at the double entendre names with a lot of vagina. And mm-hmm. he's just like, what? <laughs> oh, it just, sounds like, it just sounds like your name is. Uh, ah. Ah. <laughs> Fucking great. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> oh, oh man. Um, what do you think about the scene where uh, he's in the bathroom with Tom? Where he's Arnold? in the bathroom with Tom Arnold. Like, it's some crazy getup you got there, guy. Thanks. I'm. In- oh, are you part of the show? Like, oh, no, no, I'm English. Oh, ah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but he says it seriously. He's like, oh, sorry. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Patty man. O'Brien. <laughs> Alright, they're always after me, Lucky Charms. Why is everyone laughing when I say that? It's funny that Dr. Evil is aware of the Lucky Charms commercials, but doesn't know that uh, that Prince Charles and Princess Diana were divorced. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of that was ad lib. Who does number two work for? Mike Myers says that uh, about almost forty percent of the movie was just improvisation. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I wonder if everything that Tom Arnold said. I wonder if that was all improv. We say, oh, just, just <laughs> hey, geez, probably you can blow at your O ring. Probably. <laughs> um, Mike Myers originally wanted Jim Carrey to play Doctor Evil. Thank God he didn't. Yeah, as because he actually didn't want to play m- multiple characters, but Carrey. Carrie had to turn down the role because he was filming Liar Liar. Ugh, thank God. Because who? It, it probably. Would, uh, I, just, I think it would have hampered the film. Because we would have looked back on it like we look back on like Batman Forever and be like, oh, he's so overacting. He was too. Yeah. He but then again, you never know. He we could have gotten like a a little bit of a different Jim Carrey. You know, we don't know. But probably not. Because, and I feel like him and Mike Myers probably would not have worked well together because two completely different styles. Yeah. Could, because Jim would have been over the top and Mike Myers would be like, alright, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Yeah. I'm happy it worked out the way it did, though. Yeah, because Dr. Rebel is so iconic of itself. Like, I can't, really is. I can't picture him being played by somebody no, else. No, I can't either. Except for I like Spacey. To, yeah. <laughs> I'm gay. Oh, I guess he's not evil anymore. Like, I, If anybody doesn't get that joke, it's because Kevin Spacey was uh, accused of 
I, I think almost pretty much found guilty was sexual it? harassment. Like, yeah, yeah, and his like response was like, "I'm gay." He's like, I guess this isn't the best time to match to <laughs> something. I guess this isn't the best time yeah. to say this, but I'm gay. Yeah, like, it, like, like, like that, people were just gonna forget the fact that he's been accused of like hard molestation of like a 14 year old was or something like, like that, 16 year old, something. It was one of those like Hollywood type parties where he yeah. was trying to force himself on on somebody else. Yeah. In fact, I don't want to, I, I don't want to get this wrong, mm. but I heard that it was against uh, Anthony Rapp. Who is uh, you probably don't know him too much from a lot of things, but he was in he was in the Broadway production of Rent. He's a big Broadway star. He was also in Adventures in Babysitting, which is what I which is what I know him from. Mm. It's been years. But he, since yeah, I mean he's 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 a Broadway actor. I believe he is homosexual. Mm. And I think it was just something like where like Kevin. It was like ninety seven. Mm. Or I thought it was like the eighties. It, it, it very well might have been, but he was still he was still a teenager. So it was probably the early probably the early nineties, late eighties. And Kevin Spacey was just, you know, being Kevin Spacey and doing fucking Predator shit. fucking weird shit. Do, doing Predator shit. Yeah. It's, I mean... But it, that's, that's where the joke comes from, though. So yeah. it's always like a it's, a, it's a thing we use. And that's something mocking any victim or anything like that. It's, but it's just... It's, it's such mocking a re- Kevin Spacey where it's, it's like Kevin Spacey yeah. got away with... Yeah. Know, well, we, well, I don't think he's really got away with it. Well, but, well, but no, he I'm just saying, felt that he it was He was hoping like, to get yeah, away with it by like saying... People would be like, oh my God, he's gay and completely forgot that he, like, you know... It's like no, it just means you're a predator and you're gay. Yeah, <laughs> so, so. no, you're it just means you're a predator and gay. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take anything away from it. Um. So Austin Powers, the entire movie, he's just forcing him. You know, he's he's trying to get Vanessa to sleep with him, but then the one time when she wants to, he says no because even Austin Powers. Knows it's not right to sleep with a girl who's drunk. Mm-hmm. Even classic man. Even Austin. Even Austin Powers knows that that's not right. That's true. Because he even says because well, he, he was sober. Yeah. Yeah. Because he because he even says he goes no it it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be, be right. right. Yeah. Be drunk. And I like um, when he's talking about Mrs. Kensington. Mm-hmm. And you can tell like he, he loved her. He loved her. Yeah. You know more. You know he goes if there was any if there's any cat who could have loved her more than I did. You know. No, it was it, your dad. It was your dad. Yeah. Now, which is good to see that, you know, Austin, uh, he's a, you know, he's a, a sex obsessive or, or sex addict, but even he knows, like, where the line is drawn. You know, this would be right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, good for him. You know, if, if only more people saw that that's, you know, but I mean, obviously it's a movie. And that's how it's played up. Yeah. But, you know, if only more people had the morals, I, I guess is what I'm looking for. But uh, everything in a lot of Vagina's penthouse is straight from a view to a kill. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. That's, I mean, that whole thing with, uh, is is, uh, Rod, is Roger Moore with uh, Polo Ivanova. Mm-hmm. Roger Moore, James Bond. Yeah, Roger but, Moore. Yeah, Roger Moore. You know, complete down with the uh, Asian theme tub. Yeah, that was going on. The uh, the Tchaikovsky song... <laughs> or Tchaikovsky, whatever it was. Yeah, Tchaikovsky. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah Tchaikovsky is the the composer. Tchaikovsky is the fucking communist. <laughs> they sound similar. Do I Khrushchev? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's another thing we didn't mention is when he gets unfrozen, yeah. and it's like it's like, <laughs> Russian intelligence. You met? Oh, awesome! The Cold War is long since over. 
Oh, finally, this capitalist pigs pay for their crimes. Austin, hey, comrades. We won. Oh, I mean, uh, yay, capitalism. go capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's it's another movie that we just quote on a regular basis. All the time. Something about Mike Myers' movies is just infinitely quotable. Yeah, or at least at least Wayne's World and, and this one. Mm-hmm. No, Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach and Elvis Costello. Not this movie. Makes no sense. I know. Yeah. But it just doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, why was Elvis Costello in 1969? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like Elvis Costello in 1999. Yeah. What do you get when you fall in love? That's like, what the fuck? That's, that's actually a, uh, I thought it was a Dionne Warwick. That's a Dionne Warwick song, too. I brought back wrote it, though. Yeah, he yeah. wrote it for Dionne Warwick. That's also like, what the world means now. Is love, sweet love, it's the only thing that isn't just too little love. Yeah, I forget who he wrote that for. You're welcome. That's a little musical interlude for mm-hmm. uh, for the fans out there. Mm-hmm. Hope you guys enjoyed it, because I enjoyed doing it. Powers and Kensington infiltrate the Virtucon headquarters, but are apprehended by Dr. Evil's henchman, Random Task, who is clearly odd job. Odd job. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, the United Nations accede to the demands of Dr. Evil, who proceeds with his plans nonetheless. Powers and Kensington escape Dr. Evil's death trap, and Kensington is sent for help. While, while searching for Dr. Evil, Powers is confronted by the Fembots. Powers seduces them with a striptease that makes them explode. So, it is in this cluster of scene here, scenes here, mm-hmm. where we deduce that Scott Evil is no more than the audience in every Bond movie. Whenever yeah. a Bond villain does something ridiculous... yeah. Like, nobody questions it, but Scott's like, why don't you just shoot him? Or the best part is he goes, uh, Scott, this is this daddy's nemesis, Austin Powers. What are you, feeding him? Yeah. <laughs> why don't you just like, shoot him? Scott, you just don't get it, do you? It's like, well, I'm going to put him in an easy, escapable situation, close doors, assume everything went to plan. Why? I have a gun in my room. I'll go get it. I'll bring it back. We'll shoot him together. Scott, you just don't get it, do you? <laughs> Also, we get the, uh, um, what is it? What is that group that they're in? Ming T? No. The, uh, the therapy group. The I family don't know ther- the name. Yeah, with, uh, but, but it's run by Carrie Fisher. Yeah. The therapy group where, uh, Dr. Evil does that monologue. The greatest monologue in oh movie Oh my history. God, it's great. It's like, I had 12 years old, I received my first scribe. At 14, a, uh, I have my testicles ritualistically shaven. So there's nothing like a sheen scrote. I I recommend you try it. My stomach was my summers my uh, childhood was typical. If I was insulin yeah. I was placed in a burlap sack and beaten with reeds pretty standard. The details of my life are quite inconsequential. I mean I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Yeah. It's like my 15 year old French prostitute named Chloe with, with webbed feet. My father would womanize, he would drink he would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. He would often accuse chestnuts of being lazy. <laughs> sort of geo malaise that only one genius can possess in the same lament. So it was his father, Frazier? Yeah. <laughs> you can see who swatched Frazier after this. No, his father was, uh, was not, was not yeah, Dr. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Sorry, God. I, I would have saved you both. Those belters were just so damn evil. <laughs> <laughs> We should watch Frasier after this. We should. The, um, oh my God, when Frasier, when they're in, you're the, not famous anymore. 
the, uh, <laughs> when they're being lowered into the with the uh, sea bass, and Doctor was so he gets so you, pissed you, that he couldn't get the sharks. I get it. I, I have bad teeth. teeth. No, Austin. The flosser swing us to the ledge. I don't know what flosser using which is going to hold the body weight of two people. <laughs> Fucking no. And when he karate chops the uh, the toothpaste, dude, it's way more comes out of it. Way more. <laughs> oh my god! And the four fucking one-liners that he puts after he uh, takes care of the guard. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I love the I touch myself scene where he's dancing to uh, and stripping to seduce the oh Amazing. Just fucking amazing. Ugh. Also, I want to mention Vanessa's uh, cat suit. Mm-hmm. That black suit. It's very reminiscent of Emma Peel in The Avengers, mm-hmm. who was played famously by Diana Rigg. Mm-hmm. And also Honor Blackman. In the no, early... she played a different character. She didn't play Emma Peel? Uh, no, Honor, Honor Blackman was a different character. Oh. But so the, the, the cat suit was made famous by Emma Peel, mm-hmm. who was played by Diana Rigg, yeah. who was Tracy Bond. So there's a, another one of your, another one of the references there. British forces raid the underground lair while Powers deactivates the Doomsday device. Powers confronts Dr. Evil, but Fachina arrives holding Kensington hostage. They are interrupted by number two, who attempts to betray Dr. Evil by making a deal with Powers. Kathy Gale was on Blackman's character's name. Okay. Dr. Evil uses a trapdoor to eliminate number two and then activates the base's self-destruct mechanism and escapes. Powers and Kensington flee as a nuclear explosion destroys the lair. Austin attempts his trademark flip into his car, but his crotch hits the gear shift after injuring his testicles. Vanessa pulls the gear shift further into his crotch in order to drive the car and they escape. They really did not need to put that in there. <laughs> but I love the, the face-off between him and Dr. Evil. You know, where a lot of China has Vanessa... Has Vanessa with a gun and then he grabs Scott and does the same thing but Dr. Evil's like ah, what do I care kill the little bastard I don't care yeah so we made a breakthrough in group the group was insulin I had them liquidated a little shit <laughs> I wish I was never made in a lab oh Scott that hurts daddy when you say that <laughs> oh just but he pulls out the bag of meow mix to din din I like liver meow mix meow mix please deliver Din din. When he shook the back half of it, I definitely thought the cats were going to walk out of the living room and be like, meow. Mm-hmm. Start chirping because they're thinking they're getting food. Mm-hmm. The, we don't talk enough about his chair. Mm-hmm. Now, every time he gets in the chair, it he just rolls away. rolls away. Or when he was given the plans earlier and he had a random task come take the cat away, mm-hmm. but pulled him too because he was in the chair because the chair was rolling. Right. Just little, little bits of comedy like that, like little, like little subtle jokes, are just always fantastic. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, his Doctor No suit, mm-hmm. actually, and that whole ending part with yeah. the with the he had the <coughs> excuse me the plastic suit on yeah falling out that's of what chair. I was talking about yeah, yeah. the whole um. The whole layer, the, the missile and something with the yeah. drills, that was all just That's straight all out Doctor Yeah, I mean, it was more reference to the Connery movies than it was the other Bond movies. Um, I think some of it, but then I think like the judo chop and stuff like that, uh, the swingerness was all towards Roger. like Roger Moore and yeah. stuff like that. And of course, a lot of it was taken, I would say, 
I mean, a chunk of the feel of the movie was definitely you only looked twice, mm-hmm. you know, with Dr. No and stuff like that. Even though he was dressed like Dr. No, with Dr. Evil. Obviously, he was dressed like Dr. Evil, but he looked like Donald yeah. Pleasant's Blowfell. Worst yeah. Blowfell ever, I think. To, to, Mike Myers' Dr. Evil is a better Blowfell than Don Pleasant's Blowfell. I agree. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Don Pleasant's, but... Not to Donald Pleasance. I won't to, disrespect to the fact that they, that's what they decided to do. Was, yeah, it was a very poor. It's just poor writing, really. Is what that is what that boils down to. With the only little twice. Also poor, fucking poor everything continuity. Because number one didn't look like that in the previous movies that they showed him from behind. No. he had clearly had hair. And he didn't look like that in any movie that followed. No. <laughs> Powers and Kensington marry. During their honeymoon, Powers is attacked by a random task. Powers subdues him using a Swedish-made penis and larger pump. This sort of thing is my bag, baby. All right, all right, all right. Quickly, quickly now. Quickly, quickly. <laughs> Allowing Kensington to... I swear it's not mine! <laughs> Allowing Kensington to knock him out. The newlyweds are joined to the balcony. Among the stars, Powers spots the cryogenic chamber of Dr. Evil who vows revenge. And hey, look, is that your anus? <laughs> I can also see your anus. Oh, whatever. <laughs> the, uh... Bob's Big Boy. That's the only time I've ever seen a Bob's Big Boy anywhere. You have the pop, don't you? I do have the pop. Yeah. Which I I got because it was um, like an anniversary yeah. pop of the original one. You should get the Austin Powers pops and put them all together. That's going to that's gonna go against me trying to cut down to my collection if I'm getting the Austin Powers pops. That's true. Plus, if I wanted them, I would have had them already. That's true. I would have gotten them. But overall... I mean, even though, d- d- despite what Daniel Craig says about the movies mm-hmm. and how, you know, oh, I don't think he how they were. I don't think he hates them. I'm just saying that that they uh, it obviously was given. I mean, but also at the same time, you got to think about like, okay, if 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 it was giving this negative tone towards like the Roger Moore movies mm-hmm. and the later movie, we'll mm-hmm. say the last three movies before Moore took over, because even mm-hmm. Auto Majesty's had a little bit of that swinger vibe, he was wearing the frilly shirt and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Why did you allow the franchise to go campy again? Yeah. What like, What were you thinking when you put out Die Another Day and yeah. people were going to be like, what the fuck? And don't, bl- and, and don't blame the direction of the Bond movies based off of Austin Powers. Like yeah. They were already going that way. Yeah. I mean, they were already campy. Yeah, Goldeneye was, was a little more grounded. And really, so and, was and so tomorrow, tomorrow never, never dies. dies. But even tomorrow never dies had had some, a little, camp, had, had yeah, some yeah, camp to sure. it. But yeah. no, actually, what did you die should, another day is the reason why they grounded yeah. back down to reality. And what you should blame is the fact that you guys made Blofeld and Bond fucking stepbrothers, which you stole. Like nobody sat around and said to them, "Oh, hey, remember when like we were kind of like maybe we should move away from the campiness because awesome powers and stuff like that." Mm-hmm. And nobody sat around and was like, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't make them brothers since." They did that in Austin Powers 3 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going to fucking hate this. I don't want to attack Daniel Craig. I love Daniel Craig, but still. But, yeah, I, I think his... I think he may be a little misguided with those comments. I'm sure it had something to do with it, though. I'm sure. Because, you know, Die Another Day had just come out in 2002. And then, as did Austin Powers 3. So they probably were just like, let's just distance ourselves completely from just, ca- just the campiness. Yeah. So, yeah. so, which I don't know I'm which gonna, movie's more ridiculous, Awesome Powers 3 or Die Another Day? Die Another Day, because Awesome Powers 3 <laughs> is trying to be funny. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Die Another Day is unintentionally funny. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, if I'm going to make a reference to the sequel, because 
because of where I'm going with this. If they knew Vanessa was a fembot the whole time, why did they pair them together? I don't know. And that's and when we actually do review this movie, mm -hmm. uh, the second movie, mm -hmm. that is something I don't like about the second yeah. movie. I mean, I right there is for yeah. in my opinion, right there, the second movie starts off in a poor, a poor take. Uh, on the bad foot with me, unlike jumping on the bad foot, do the good or jumping on the hopping on the good foot, do the bad thing. Is hops on the bad foot and then eventually does the good thing because I do not like the fact that they make Vanessa a fembot in the second movie. No, does just make I sense. I think because I think they did it just as like a throwaway joke. Yeah, like, where it's like, oh, sadly, we knew all along. Yeah, and because then he makes that face like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, out of ten. 10. 10 out of 10, really? I don't think the first movie has a single issue with it. Second movie is definitely less than a 10. Mm -hmm. But I think, I mean, I think this is one of the greatest comedies of all time. Mm -hmm. I really do. I, I can't, I sit back and go, mm -hmm. I cannot find a single fault with this mm -hmm. movie. As a comedy, of course, I mean, like, I'm, we're grading as a, it's a comedy. It's a 10 out of 10 of a comedy. I mean, I don't put, I, when I grade my movies, I grade them in as their mm -hmm. genre. You know what I mean? A 10 out of 10 for a comedy is a different from a, 10 out of 10 from like a Scorsese film, you know what yeah. I mean? Something like that. So I give it a 10 out of 10. I don't, there's not a scene I dislike. There's, there's nothing in this movie I can say yeah. I dislike. I mean, I give it a 9.5. Um, I mean, there is a scene I don't like in the movie. I can't think of what it is. There's, there is something there. I can't remember the scene, but it just seemed, it seemed out of place. Oh, it's when, um, it's when Vanessa's, is talking to her mother on the phone. Mm. It just kind of seemed out of place. Because yes. it, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, you could have basically taken it out and had her like on the computer doing whatever. It would give us the hilarious, uh, the, the hilarious, uh, what we won't we see his dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just, I mean, that's yeah. just, that's just good. Fun. But, no, I, like I said, and you said your favorite scene was the casino scene where the plane It's because I laugh my ass yeah. off every time at it. I'm pretty sure mine is the, um, it's the, uh, what do you call it? My God. What was I going to say? It's the, in the group, in the therapy group. Mm, when he gives, when Dr. Evil gives the monologue. It's a good, it's a good one. Yeah. So. But I hope, hope everyone enjoyed. Yeah. Our, I actually, I want to know if you guys like Awesome Powers as much as we do. Mm -hmm. Do you guys see it as it mocking the Bond franchise or as a love letter to the Bond franchise? I see it as a love letter. I see it as a love like letter. Like a little bit of a both, like, mm -hmm. but overall I think it was a love letter to, to the Bond franchise. Because if you can't laugh at the campiness of the, some of the mm -hmm. 60s movies and, and the campiness of some of the more movies, then okay, then what can you laugh at? You know what I mean? There's there's one thing at laughing at the campiness of Roger Moore movies and mm -hmm. you know, Diamonds Are Forever and you know, other stuff like that. Then there's like, a bad movie like Die Another Day. Yeah. You know I mean, there's two completely different things. That's not even campy. That's just a shitty film. Yeah, but, I agree with you. Um, but that's that's a review of Austin Powers International Man of Mystery, everybody. Yeah. Um, join us next week. We're going to do... Uh, Top 10 Bond allies, but not Felix Lane. Yeah. Because Felix is obviously going to be... I mean, right. he's, he's obviously yeah. going to be a number one, but we felt like it, we'll give other allies a chance... Mm -hmm. You know, and see where everyone else ranks, see where we place them, which would yeah, be yeah. interesting, because we never really talked about this one. No, no, no. We actually just started to talk about it uh, this today. Yeah. And we were like, hey, that's a good idea for a top ten. So yeah. that's what we're going to do. So yeah. stay tuned for that, everybody. That'll be next week's episode. And um, I hope you enjoy this review. And mm -hmm. we, uh, yeah, that's it. So I've been Dean Holtzapfel. I'm still George Rogers. And just like James Bond, Station 007 will return.